it gives me so much joy to see other people thriving and like mm. i don't know like it sometimes makes me really emotional when i see like my friends winning and i like, go yes. out and i get their magazines and i'm like oh my gosh i'm holding your work in my hands right now so i mean i think i enjoy that more than anything it's good when you win but like when other people win as well it's the best Welcome to the Genius Women Podcast. I'm your host, Yulia Denisuk, an award-winning travel photographer and writer with work in some incredible publications like National Geographic, Far Magazine, and more. And this year, you'll see my name in places like Condé Nast Traveler. I'm on a mission to help other women who want to grow their travel storytelling careers go after their dreams while feeling supported, worthy, and bold. If you're ready to ditch your fear and doubt to the side, step into your brilliance and take action on your dreams, you're in the right place. Let's go. Our podcast has turned one year old last month, and in that time, we've reached 10,000 downloads and counting. To celebrate, we're bringing back some of our most beloved guests for a check-in to see what's changed for them and what has stayed the same. We're starting this celebration with a conversation I recently had on Instagram Live with Kenya-based photojournalist Kadiha Fara. Kadiha was a guest on the very first season of our podcast, and in that episode, we talked about the highs and lows of being a freelancer. And we'll link to that episode in the show notes so you can take a listen to it as well. Kadiha had this to say back then. Most of us want to uplift each other anyway. My view is that there is honestly enough space for everybody. So it's not, I don't really view people who ask me questions as like competition or anything. Photographers are very protective of like our craft. And I'm just like, what is the point of existing if you don't get to share your gifts or your skills with other people? In today's episode, we catch up with Kadiha and learn more about how her year unfolded since then including taking on a major photoshoot project with a certain supermodel. I also want to remind you that this month, you have the chance to access the sneak peek preview of my Storytellers in Action class. We're opening enrollment to the class soon, and right now you can get the first module of the class for free when you register at GeniusWomen.com slash sneak peek. Go there before Wednesday, November 24th to get your free access. All right, now on to this episode with Kadiha. Well, welcome, Kadiha, uh, and welcome everyone who is joining us for this live. Um, all this week and next week, what I'm doing is I am checking in the guests, the amazing guests that we had on our podcast in the past year, because this month we're celebrating a one-year anniversary of our podcast, actually, which is crazy that a year has passed already. It's, uh, it's been so, so fast was the guest that we had on our very first season last November. And if you guys haven't listened to the episode with her, you absolutely have to go and listen to it. I just re-listened to it myself in preparation for today. And man, we shared some good stuff in that episode. We really shared the struggles of being freelance, which I'm uh, excited to, to get into there. And you shared your story, Kadiha, which is uh, really interesting as well. So for everyone who's listening now or who's going to listen to this later on, be sure to check out that episode. It's episode eight in our first season. Uh, really wonderful conversation with 
Kadiha. So welcome. I'm so happy that you were able to join us today, Kadiha. Yay. I'm happy to be here. I, you're going to have to remind me about what we talked about because I don't like mm-hmm. listening to my own voice. Mm-hmm. So I don't really remember. And that's okay because whoever is listening now, they will go and check it out on their own. I don't want to maybe return to the conversation we had. What I do want to do is to check in with you now and, and see how, how you're doing now. How has this year been for you, right? So this never-ending pandemic year and all this stuff i don't know it's at least for me it feels like we're living in the, some kind of a groundhog day kind of situation you know mm-hmm. even though we're starting to travel more even though the world you know two steps forward three steps back kind of situation but yeah i'd love to hear how you're doing now a year after our conversation i am okay i'm good i'm alive i survived covid um i mean i think this year has been very difficult for me. It's been a bit of a transition year. So working has kind of taken a step back and I'm uh, sort of focusing on family things and personal things, I guess, and like working on myself and my mentals. So that's what I've really been up to this year. I haven't really worked that much, but I'm getting back into it now. So yeah, this year has been a transition year and I hope I come out of it for, I don't know, like as a better person. I don't know. Yes, I think last year was great for me work-wise. I was thriving, but sort of personal things took a kind of, they were like at the back you know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, this year has been rocky, but also good in some ways, because it's made me confront or focus on things that I have been ignoring for a long time. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much been me. Thank you for sharing that, Kadiha, because we, at least in the States, right, we live in such a hustling mentality where it's like, I'm so busy and I'm always working and busy equals success mm-hmm. in our mentality and in our culture. And for you to come and say, you know what, work took a back seat. That's like amazing that, that you said that because we need to talk about that more often. This year has been so difficult for so many of us and it has been such a year of reassessing a lot of things. You know, Mm -hmm. and I I love that you share that, actually, because that is really refreshing for me. Instead of saying, oh, you know, everything's great. I'm working this and that and I'm so busy and doing all these things. It's like, no, you know, my priority right now is something else. And that's amazing. I really I really love that. So thank you for sharing that. And I can relate to that as well. Yeah. Where are you at in your life? Well, right now I'm in Jordan, I'm in Amman, and I'm here in Amman until the end of the year. I just led a group here. I had a, I had a trip that just wrapped up. And now I'm here, I'm actually studying Arabic here in Amman until the end of the year. Yeah, and you know, going back to that thing of reassessing, last year during the pandemic, I just realized that like, there are so many things that I wanna do with my life that I still haven't. Because of, you know, because again, we have to hustle. We have to always like build our careers and you know, mm-hmm. be busy. And, and there's such a fear of losing opportunities if you focus on something else that I've, I've been wanting to study Arabic for a long time, but I haven't. And so mm-hmm. I decided, you know, as soon as I can travel, I will go and do that because now is the best time to do that. So that's sort of been my, my journey. 
Oh, I would also love to learn Arabic. I mean, I know how to read it and I can like understand Uh just like a little bit, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I can't speak it obviously. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Mm -hmm. that's awesome. Yeah, thank you. It's it's been really fun to to do that. But so so tell me, how is how are things in Kenya right now in Nairobi? How are things in Nairobi? Um, well, I've been here for three days, so <laughs> I can't really speak on how things are. It just life is moving, life is going on. There's no longer a curfew, so I can't say things are getting back to normal. Because, like, what is really normal anymore? What is Um, normal? Yeah. But it's after eight months in the U.S., it's honestly, it's good to be back. So, yeah, it's good to be back. And I'm, like, ready to to get going work-wise. I think as much as taking a break and, like, working on yourself and dedicating um, time to your family and whatnot, I think working is really part of my... I don't want to say it's part of my essence, but it's like something that gives me purpose, sort of. And so when I'm not working, I'm like, who am I without work? Yeah, I can relate to that. But I'm really, I mean, I know who I am now without work. So I'm excited <laughs> to get back to get back into it. So yeah, I don't really know how Nairobi is. I haven't really ventured out of my mm-hmm. small house bubble but I mean, I hope it's okay. It's kind of sad because we've lost so many people this year. So there's kind of just like that specter looming. But yeah, there's like so much loss, but the world keeps moving, you know? And so you have to move with it. Yeah, yeah. that's where I am. That's, yeah, that's, that's where I am now. You know, there is this phrase I recently heard. I don't remember where or who said it, but it's like uh, the world is for the living, mm. you know, and I love that because, yeah, that basically is we, we have to keep going, uh, even yeah. though the losses and all the pain that we've experienced in this year. But I wanted to ask you, actually, Kadeha, because this is something that a lot of people in, in my Genius Women community wrangle with or face. This idea that, you know, there's this pressure, at least in the travel writing side, where you have to keep pitching all the time and you have to keep publishing all the time. And if you don't publish all the time, you sort of disappear from the face of the earth and you lose the momentum and it's so scary and all of that. I have a different point of view on it lately. Like, I don't feel that way anymore. And and I don't know, maybe it's because I've been in the industry for five years and it's always been like ebb and flow for me. But I don't feel that pressure that, you know, like, I'm not afraid that I will lose the momentum, basically, is what I'm saying. But I, I'm curious how you see it now, having taken this break and now wanting to get back into it. How do you feel or think about it now? Yeah, I think as a photographer as well, you have to keep, like, getting published, like, getting work. But I think I've just been telling myself, like, what is meant for you will never miss you. So whatever work opportunities I had coming to me, well, that I couldn't do because I wasn't here, I was just kind of spreading them around to like my friends and other women that I know who are here. And I'm like, that's yours now. So, you know, it's I don't feel so bad, I guess. I think maybe last year I would have felt worse or the year before I would have felt worse. But honestly, it's like gigs come and go and like money comes and goes. And that's all relative. Because mm. when you die, 
you're not gonna go with like your publications you know what i mean so i know it sounds like really morbid but yeah i believe that whatever the universe has written for you you will always get Mm -hmm. and if it's not meant for you you won't get it and you can't dwell on things that you haven't gotten and you can't like dwell on like pitches that haven't worked because yeah either that pitch wasn't meant for that publication or you just need to like rework it or do something you know it's just like there's always a reason i have to feel i have to believe anyway to keep my sanity (laughs) that yeah if it doesn't work out just keep going yeah i don't want to keep going that's also fine if you want to like take a break from it that's good too but yeah i truly believe that this industry there's always a space for you and there's a space for everybody else as well so if you feel like you should be getting that job like you're like oh my gosh why wasn't i the one hired for that or which is how i used to feel sometimes i used to be like why am i not the one who's getting that job because i can do that work but Mm. it wasn't yours so i think a difference when you feel like the industry is kind of not inclusive there's that part of it to where you're like i'm not getting jobs because the industry just kind of you know is not inclusive as i said but then there's that side where you feel really competitive with other people and you're like you see other people getting jobs or like getting published and you're like oh my gosh why is that not me but i just have to feel like i have to believe that it's not it's not my time or it wasn't meant for me and that's fine yeah i love kadikai i i really love that you share that because i think it's going to resonate a lot with a lot of people who are mm-hmm. in our community and who are who are working on their you know stories their work i believe that too you know and that's also why i don't feel that pressure anymore i feel like the stories that i'm meant to tell i will tell and the stories that i didn't get to tell they weren't mine and i don't know it just it's just such a more easy or easeful more light way to do this you know to be in this industry rather than just like that scarcity and that you know when you always compare yourself to others it's just oh my god it's so hard to yeah. to go on when you do that because there's always going to be somebody who's going to have more stuff that they've done or you know more stories or more amazing partners or whatever you know there's always going to be the people like that so it's a losing game i think to to start comparing yourself like that um but another thing another reason i feel less like i don't have that scarcity mentality that i had before is because i think working on personal projects is what i'm focused on at the moment so yeah i'm trying to put like i guess my time and my energy and like my ideas into creating for myself yeah instead of although i do love gigs but yes i do feel like first and like if you're an editor you're an editor she's available (laughs) no really i am very very available but yeah personal projects trying to tell long-term stories instead of you know short-term ones that's kind of where i am and Mm -hmm. so a lot of that is just like you you have to go and figure out what stories you want to tell and it's all on you so like you can't really blame anybody else for not uh yes not hiring you for something so yeah 
The problem with that is then you have to pitch it. Yeah, that's true. But I think what you said about the fact, like what I meant to say is that when you're working on your personal project, like you said, you're focusing on yourself, right? And so like shifting that focus back into yourself is just a strategy that always going to help you get out of that comparison game, right? And just focus on you. What do you want to do? Whether it's a personal project or whether it's, you know, whether you're pitching something, just focus on you. What stories do you want to tell? Who do you want to work with? You know, what do you want to create in this industry, in this work for yourself? You know, I think for me, at least that always helps because I mean, we're all humans, right? I, I still compare even today. I, you know, I go on Instagram and somebody posts something and I'm like, oh, you know, I mean, I'm happy for them, but there is still a thing like, oh, could I be doing that too? You know, mm. but when you just bring that focus back into yourself internally, at least for me, it helps to get out of that mentality. Just, you know, do what you need to do and it's help. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I think honestly, once you realize that, Again, there's room for everybody. Life gets a lot easier. I love that. So there's room for you. There's room for everybody. Like, don't be afraid to like, to spread, to spread the wealth around, you know? Inshallah, like you'll find your, your niche, your path. And it's going to just be, that's just your path. Um, like your yes. lane is yours, no. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And you know what else you said? I remember what you said on the podcast because I, I re-listened to it today. You also on the podcast, we were talking about this as well. And you said that plus you get a lot of karma points when you spread it around. And then some of that returns to you, right? Which is kind of a cool concept as well. Yeah. I mean, it gives me so much joy to see other people thriving and like Mm. I don't know like it sometimes makes me really emotional when I see like my friends winning and I go out get their magazines and I'm like oh my gosh I'm holding your work in my hands right now so I mean I think I enjoy that more than anything it's good when you win but like when other people win as well it's the best Truly. Yeah, it is. I can relate to that so much, you know, in our community, in the Genius Women community. Like when I see, you know, the people in our community, when, when I see them publishing their work, I feel like I, I feel so proud of them. Like it's it's a really awesome feeling. Yeah, I can I can relate to that for sure. Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you actually, Kadiha, if you can talk about it. I don't know if you can. I don't know what the the thing was, but I wanted to ask you questions about working with Naomi. I mean, that's oh, incredible. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know if you can talk about it or not. And if you can't, for sure, you know, let me know. But first of all, what an amazing opportunity. And when I saw that, I think you posted that on Instagram for our listeners, Kadiha photographed Naomi Campbell for Architectural Digest earlier this year in this incredible spread and really beautiful feature. Check it out on her Instagram. It's there. So yeah, I wanted to ask you how to work with her. I mean, it's like just something out of this world. Yeah, I was like stressed. I was... I can imagine. So the editor, Michael, emailed me and was like, are you available for cover shoot? He didn't say like who. Cover shoot, um, photographing a house in Malindi. And it was in December last year. And I was like, yeah, I'm I'm not doing anything. And then he said who it was. He was like, (laughs) okay, it's confirmed. It's Naomi Campbell. And I was like, okay. I remember... I was with my family at the time and I literally threw my phone. I was like, no, (laughs) I threw it. 
And at that moment, immediately, I was thinking about who else can I give this job to? Because mm-hmm. I cannot do it. I was like, there is no way. Like, I'm not a fashion photographer. Like, I'm, I, I just was like, I have to pass this on to someone else because this is not, this is not going to be me. I don't shoot with like artificial lights. I just, I'm the simplest. I usually have the simplest setup. It's just, I don't even have a setup. Yeah. Let's be yeah. honest. And I was just like, I, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. And my mom was like, what, why do you keep saying that you can't do this? You haven't even tried. And I'm like, but this isn't something that you try. Moms are the best, honestly. I was just like, no, this isn't something that you try. Like you can't practice on Naomi Campbell. So I was really, I was really stressed. And he was always very... I don't know, a little bit surreal to me when they send me my own work as examples of what they want. And I'm like, oh, okay. So he sent me a couple of like photos that I've taken of just like my friends in like um, really cool houses. So he was like, this is kind of what we're looking for. But I was still very nervous. And I got my friend Mumbi, who is just the most amazing person to be my assistant. And yo. I don't think I would have been able to do it without her because she was there with me every step of the way. She got the lights that I needed last minute. And I was just, when I would like freak out internally, she'd be like, look, you can do this. You are here. This is yours. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm here. This is mine. I'm going to take it. So it was a lot of like talking to myself and like listening to myself. There was a time that I had like a little bit of a panic and then I had to go like my hotel room and like sit in the dark for a little bit and just kind of like do breathing exercises and then eat dark chocolate and whatever you need to do. Because I was just like, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. I can't believe this. Yeah, it was, I was a mess to say the least. But, and then also I did it in 30 minutes. What? That's all the time that you have. So she's very nice. Very, very nice. She's also a supermodel who is on her own time. So on the schedule, it said that I had her from like 11 to 3 or something like that. Or was it from 9? Anyway, it was four hours is what I remember was on the schedule. And I talked to her stylist and I was like, okay, so this is the call time is this on the schedule. And he was like, yeah, she's not going to be there at that time. So I'm like, okay, um, so what time is she going to be there? And he goes, shoot for probably three or 4 p.m. And I'm like, okay, okay. How are we going to do this? Because they also had to shoot the video of her going through the house. I was just really stressed out because they needed an hour for that. And, mm-hmm. you know, sunset is a thing. <laughs> so sunset yeah. is six o'clock. Um, so the video took a while to shoot. I was like, you guys can go first because I feel like that's going to take longer. And then me and Mumbi and Edward, who is the stylist, like interior stylist, that's where it is. So he and Mumbi and I went through the house and just like set up the shots and practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced so that when she got there, she would just be put in place. I could fire off a couple of shots. So then she would go and change because obviously she's like supermodel and she can change in like five minutes. So she goes, she changes and we run to the next setup. We 
do our lights, fire off a couple of practice shots, and then she walks in, she poses, the light just hits her. I, I don't know, because whenever there's somebody else, it just wasn't working the same. Yeah. But when she would be in the frame, it would just do, like, the wind would do its thing, and I'm just like, wow. What? That's so, amazing. yeah, it was a lot of set up and practice and set up and practice and like that's pretty much what we did for most of the day while understanding that the light was going to change in the house as the day progresses and so yeah we had 30 minutes to do five looks Mm, yeah wow wow so yeah and that's how it went by the time I was done I was like sweating I was just like oh my god please let one of these work (laughs) I know. No, they they did, and they looked incredible. And again, for for those of you who will be listening later, definitely go check out the the work at his Instagram because it's an incredible work. And now knowing the backstory that it was all done in thirty minutes, you know, of course with preparation, with some wonderful help, it look it sounds like. I mean, that's an incredible one to add to your repertoire of stories to talk about your work, right? I'm curious, how do you feel now? Like if if that phone call or that email came now and somebody would be like, hey, you know, you need to photograph, I don't know, Michelle Obama or something. How how would you feel now? (laughs) I would still stress. I would still freak out until the moment it's published. Like, it's just how I am. I always think that I've done a horrible job until it's published. I just, oh, so Musa just commented. Yeah. Musa gave me a quick Photoshop tutorial because I'm not a Photoshopper. I don't know how to retouch. Like, I, I'm a photojournalist. Like, we don't, Yeah. it's not ethical. But yes, he was very kind to give me some lessons and you know I appreciate him so much for that yeah and also he did some of the retouching on those photos so yeah it was like a group effort man that's what that was (laughs) I appreciate you so much Musa thank um also we've never met I've never met him (laughs) before so this is like it's a, a funny good things about Instagram yeah yes this for sure interesting community that we have for sure there's so many people that i would just love to meet in real life oh i recently met someone and for the first time in real life but we've, we've known each other on instagram you know for years now and it feels like you know this person and you know like lots of their intimate thoughts and all those things and and then you meet in real life and it's so interesting because it's so different right a real person yeah flesh and blood i know for sure it's, it's wonderful People always ask me like, oh, where did you meet this this person? And I'm just like, it's Instagram. I meet everybody off the internet now. So (laughs) that's how it is. But no, I would stress. I would stress out if I got the call that I have to photograph Obama. Like what? (laughs) And then inside out would be thinking about my own politics. I'd be thinking about my own politics and then, but also, yeah, I'd freak out because I'm I'm a, a naturally anxious person. Even if it's, you know, just a regular person, I just freak out because I want to do a good job and I want to present them in a way that they would be proud of it. And yeah, I'm like, why do you do this job? But yeah, I know I I, I stress out always, but it is what it is. 
Yeah, I know. I, I can relate to that because I, I'm also, you know, as a travel journalist, sometimes you don't have that much time and you, you don't have, like, you're not setting anything up. You're, all, you're mostly in the moment and, you know, you really want to do a good job and you want to represent people in the way that they would want to be represented. And yeah, there's, there's a lot of pressure for sure with that. So I can relate to that. But here's to hoping less stress and less anxiety for you in this next year as you're you know getting back into uh, more gigs and more work and hopefully they're all going to be giving you a lots of time lots of time to set up lots of time to, to do it and not like a 30 minute situation um, i think i thrive honestly when there's not that much time i don't know what it is yeah it's like if i have too much time to think about it then there's a problem yeah so i would just rather like bang bang it out <laughs> um, a lot of times people are like, oh my gosh, are you done? And I'm like, I can't stay here any longer or I'm going to overthink it and then I'm going to ruin it. Yeah, so that is real. The only thing I like to take my time with, I think maybe is wildlife. But yeah, I'm going to work on that too. I have a lot of things to work mm -hmm. on. But yeah, I should probably take my time more. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys have any questions for Kadiha, please uh, drop them in the comments. We're going to start wrapping up soon here, but I want to make sure that if there's a question that you guys can pose it. Um, here's a question. What advice do you have for a fellow anxious person trying to get into the field? Yeah, like go to therapy. If you can, find a therapist, okay? And if therapy doesn't work for you, get on some anti-anxiety medication. <laughs> but... Honestly, it helps to know that the other person is just as nervous as you are, probably more nervous because, I mean, I hate people taking my picture. So I just have to put myself in their shoes and try to make them feel comfortable. So if mm. you think about the other person as yourself, just make it like, I just, yeah, I just feel like the other person has the same anxieties you have. And if someone agrees for you to take their photo, like that's a privilege, you know? If someone asks me like, hey, can I take your photo? My, my immediate reaction is to say no. So don't feel bad when someone says no. But when they do say yes, like such a privilege. So, you know, take advantage of it. And then I know it, it sounds maybe repetitive, but share your work. Don't be afraid to share your work. I still have problems with it now because it's not good enough and you only have to share the best. But yeah, just share your work. You never know who's looking. Yeah. And when you say share, when you say share, you mean share it on Instagram or share a website or... Share like a little bit on Instagram, but put it mostly on your website. I feel I'm not doing so well with that. But share like your full story on your website. And then Instagram is just like the highlights, you know? Or it's so, it seems like. Look, <laughs> if you see me out in here doing those, doing those little dances, like I have so much respect for people who put themselves out there and do the little. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that, that little thing. Yeah, right. And because I scroll through, I don't have TikTok because I just Me I can't neither. with all the apps these days. I feel like I sound like such an old person, but I definitely 
I don't spend as much time online as I used to, which is like why my, I don't remember what, when my last Instagram post was. Was it like June or May or something? I don't know. But yeah, share your work. That's what I have to say. Create for yourself and share it because Love you're that. not going to get anywhere if you don't share your work. Like it has to be seen by someone. Otherwise, what's it for? I mean, I guess it could be for yes. yourself, but you got to eat. How else will you pay your bills if nobody sees your work? <laughs> so get over that fear. And then also reach out it. to people that you admire. A lot of us really want to help. Um, some of us are horrible at answering DMs. But when I get the chance, I do. Like when I, you know, get over my, my whole like, sometimes it just becomes a little bit overwhelming. But yeah, reach out to people you admire and just ask questions and ask for advice because there's no blueprint. Nobody's going to tell you you have to do A, B, C, D to get to, you know, whoever you admire. Everybody's road is different. So just ask questions and sign up for free, like workshops, you know, Everyday Africa does free sessions, sort of lecture series type things. Who else? But yes, look up. There's lots of resources. There's so many, you know, there's, is it? African women photograph. Right. Uh, they do that. Fuck gatekeeping. I'm pretty mm. sure that's the name of it. <laughs> they answer yeah. a lot of questions. Yeah. So you got this. There's room for everybody. Come on in. I love this. I love this so much, Kadiha. And as always, I love your answers. They're beautiful. And in fact, and again, because I listened to your episode just today, that's what you talk about in that episode too, which is amazing. Uh, which Aww. is really lovely lovely to see that i think we're gonna uh, start wrapping up i actually have my arabic classes that's just like in 10 minutes that's starting oh, so nice. i have to get myself over there but it was so wonderful to to catch up with you and to hear from you and i wish you really all the best in this next one year of your life and i'm so happy that you what you talked about in the beginning about you know Again, work taking the back seat when it needed to, and now you're getting back into it. It's, it's just such a real and, fr and really real way to talk about this that we don't often talk about. So I really, really appreciate that. And I also wish you all the gigs that you want and to cross your path in this next one year. And yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for the update. And inshallah, I get to meet you in person. That would be so awesome. Now at least we're on, on the same time zone. So we're getting getting yeah. closer. But if, if you're ever in the Middle East, let me know. I mean, I'm, I'm actually here quite often too. So you never know. And now I'll be this Arabic, you know, I'll, I'll know Arabic a little bit better too. So that's oh exciting. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thanks for this. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Kadiha. And thanks to everyone who's joined us today. Do check out Kadiha's Instagram that she hasn't posted on since, uh, since this I'll summer. I'll be better at it. Look, I'll be better yeah, at it. There's, there's a lot of beautiful work that she shared uh, before. So definitely check it out. And thank you, guys. Thank you for joining us today. All the best to you. Have a wonderful Wednesday. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Kadiha. And don't forget, you still have time to access the sneak peek preview of my Story Source in Action class and get the first module of the class for free when you register at GeniusWomen.com slash sneak peek. Go there before Wednesday, November 24th to get your free access. 
Thanks again, and I'll see you next week for a very special episode in which we catch up with our season two guest, travel writer Brianna Wilson.